There's no better time to say I love you, and the most hated jeweler in America is at it again. You've heard us say I hate Stevensinger.com, and you've heard us rave about his famous roses. But Steven Singer has been selling diamonds and bridal jewelry for four decades. Whether you have someone or something to celebrate, Steven is there for you. Ready to take the next step? Steven has a ready-for-love engagement ring collection that is no hassle, no risk, expertly picked engagement rings that are ready to go. Don't worry, Steven won't let you mess this up. He's been selling online for over two decades, but he's recently kicked everything up a notch to better service friends and guests online. He has real expert jewelers on call to help you find the perfect ring or gift through new virtual video appointments, calls, texts, chats, or emails, all with extended hours. On top of that, he offers the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee and free shipping. Interest-free financing is available online too, and that's just the beginning. Gifts that say I love you every single day, backed with decades of experience in the comfort of your own home, it's easy. Just go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Fast, free, and safe shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tactics, Turner, Bonin, Mid-South Joint World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotion. Tony and Friends North, they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split, Off Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Russo, Arquette, Champ, Vinny, Mac, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh, lowest rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Zing's a good-looking man. Quondike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened, Gwen? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring, and here's your co-host. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? What's up, buddy? How are you? Man, better than I deserve. I'm happier than a puppy with two Peters. If I was any better, I'd be twins. Man, it is, uh, it's, it's been a fun year so far, Tony. I got to tell you, I've come around on this pandemic. I think I'm at the, uh, the acceptance phase of all this now. Listen, it has not been a fun year. It has been a miserable motherfucking piece of shit year. Don't let anybody fool you. Well, I know I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you on it. I'm just saying I have found a way to have fun either way. Well, that's because you're a very intelligent young man. Well, it's also because I enjoy hanging out with you and our friends here on WHW. We're so thankful that you're with us today. We're talking about one of my favorite topics. Lord Almighty, did I love me some WCW in 96 and 97. And man, we're knee deep in it. We're talking clash of the champions from August of 1996. This is going to be a fun show. 
Yeah, it's going to be a fun show. And I guess uh, by looking at the Clash of the Champions uh, roundup, it's kind of like uh, one of the last Clash of the Champions as well. Only a couple more would uh, air after that. But we are thick into the NWO Hulk Hogan bullshit. And we're going to also see some pretty good matches. We've got some pretty good competitors in this. Uh, and uh, it was a good time. Yep. And I think just uh, it, it was also just me and Heenan doing the commentary, which I enjoyed. I like two-man teams. Uh, it's not that I don't have anything against three-man teams, and I really enjoy like when JR and I work with Excalibur or Taz, but uh, sometimes two-man teams can uh, can get a lot more done. You so know, anyway, there you go. You know, people in my real life ask me all the time, well, what do you have in common with these old-ass wrestling relics that you do podcasts with, like Tony Schiavone? Well, you know what I have in common with Bruce Pritchard and Tony Schiavone and Eric Bischoff? You know what we really have in common most of all? Our dogs. I mean, for goodness sake, the only bobblehead Tony Schiavone ever had in his famous career had his damn dog on the bobblehead. That's where we are. And uh, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to admit it, but my dogs sleep in the bed with me every night. I mean, they're my best friends. We love our dogs, and we want to take care of our dogs. And that's why we both use solid gold. This is a real game changer if you care about your dogs. Let me tell you a little bit about Solid Gold. Solid Gold is, in fact, the first holistic pet food company in America. Started way back in 74 by Sissy McGill. And Sissy was a trailblazer and a pioneer who disrupted a male-dominated industry and created a natural pet food before it was cool. And Solid Gold's nutritional platform is inspired by their founding belief that high-quality food is the best way to impact our pet's mind, body, and spirit. Now, for over 45 years, Solid Gold has revolutionized that holistic pet food category, and they have a recipe for any dog or cat's dietary needs, including whole grain, grain-free, wet food, supplements like sea meal, and 100% human-grade bone broth for dogs. Which, by the way, my dog, and especially Bruce's dogs, oof, they are obsessed with that bone broth. Solid Gold Foods are different because they cleanse the digestive system with whole superfoods. They're going to balance with living probiotics, and they're going to fuel with omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, supporting gut health and nourishing your pet both inside and out. And right now, to see the Solid Gold Pet of the Week, go to solidgoldpet.com whw. That's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW to see the deal of the week. Remember, solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. And let me just hit you with the truth. If you love your pet, you got to check out Solid Gold. Tony's doing it. I'm doing it. Eric's doing it. Bruce is doing it. Our dogs are better for it, and yours will be too. That's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. Hey, let's get some heat right fast. You in for that? You want to get some heat? Sure. Did you enjoy doing the three-man booth with Excalibur or Taz better? <laughs> Listen, you said sure. You said sure. So now you got to answer. I like them both as well. Fuck off. You got to pick one. <laughs> no, I'm not picking them. I'm not doing that. But, I'm not doing that because some, some jack off writing a, a, uh, a phony dirt sheet and a bullshit website that has like 10 listeners or 10 subscribers, or it's going to make it a fucking headline. 
and it's going to get on Twitter and then Taz or Excalibur are going to call me. So fuck you. Well, for what it's worth, I enjoy both and I didn't think that it would work. I don't know why, but I didn't think it would work as well uh, with Taz substituting for Excalibur these last few weeks. But man, I've really been into it. I, I told, um, I told, uh, Jim Ross last week's episode, uh, which had a main event with orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. I thought it was some of Jim's best work on dynamite. I don't know why. I don't know if I was just more engaged than normal or if he was having more fun than normal, but I thought he did a really, really good job. And I don't know. It just feels like sometimes you can get, maybe I'm not even using the phrase, right? Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I don't know about this because those are three big voices that were sort of the voice of our, you know, wrestling fandom Taz for SmackDown all those years. And, and of course, you know, with TNA and I don't know, it just felt like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then of course it did. And it was fantastic. Well, Jr. was in a great mood. That's one thing I can tell you, uh, going into the, the show. That's one. Th uh, the second thing is that Taz does more of uh, analysts, uh, being an analyst and Excalibur does more play by play. Right. So when Excalibur is doing play by play and Jim is doing play by play, you got two play by play guys. there, kind of doing the same thing. Now that's not a fault of anybody's with the exception of we have never had as an announced team. I boy, it's going to be a headline too. We've never had a, a, as an announced team, clear defined roles. Mm. There's no one ever coming to us and say, okay, you do play by play, you do color and you add bullshit. And of course I'm the added, I'm the ad bullshit guy. I know that. And I accept that role. I, I love that role. As a matter of fact, no one has come to, to, to Jr. say you do play by play or go to Excalibur and say you do play by play. They've just gone to him and say, you be Jr. and you be Excalibur, right? You be who you are. And I, you know what? I, I think we've made it work. Uh, and, uh, but you're going to have a different type of, uh, vibe or a different type of announced team when Taz is involved. Now I, I can say this, our best work is what you, when our best work is during the tape shows, when you don't hear what we're saying, that is, that is gold. That is absolute gold. That is Jr. giving Taz shit and Taz giving me shit and me laughing like hell. It's. It, I asked the guys in the truck, I said, you've got to be rolling on this. Oh, we are. And it has to be, you know, it has to be there somewhere. It's just, it is absolute comedy gold. We got to hear just, some of this stuff. We got to convince Cody yeah. or Tony or somebody somewhere Yeah. to, uh, let's, let's have a little best of compilation. Let's make this a social exclusive, whatever. Cause right. fans would love to hear that. Like, I think one of my favorite things about wrestling Twitter is every now and again, someone comes across a piece of old footage like that. Like just a few months ago, we heard uh, Michael Hayes and Jim Ross on a live feed while they were in a break, just motherfucking everybody and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was fucking tremendous. And you know, we right. get, me and you get to do that every week here on the show for old stuff. But the idea that you guys as friends and coworkers are just busting balls, that would mm -hmm. be so fun for us to hear. Yeah. And I don't mind that happening. If in fact that we listen to it as a group, in other words, me, Taz, Jr. let's do it as a group say, yeah, we can, we can air that. But for somebody to, you know, to air something from thunder or air something from whatever. And 
for us not to be aware of it. Uh, that's, that's just being a cocksucker is what that's being. Oh, okay. Well, that escalated quickly. Hey, Tony, let's talk about something cool. Uh, and something that I can't imagine how cool it must feel for you. I'll never forget as a little kid, it was such a big part of my life. And now everything's come full circle. I've got some here in my home studio. I know you've always been a collector. Of course, Dave Silva's a collector. Hell, all my friends in my group chat are collectors. But now for the very first time, AEW has action figures, man. I mean, and, and these are available on shelves in stores. I mean, not only can you get them at ringside collectibles online, but Walmart, I'm seeing pictures online where people have found the, the AEW ring. They found the AEW title belt, uh, and they've even found all these great action figures, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Matt and Nick Jackson, Brandy Rhodes, all of series one of AEW's unrivaled figures. They're at Walmart. Dude, that's big time stuff. Well, it's big time stuff, Conrad. And, and I'm saying this as, as an employee of AEW, the unrivaled collection to me is, uh, the most accurate figures, wrestling figures I've ever seen. These look spectacular. Jazzwares has done a great job of the look. And as we know, you, you mentioned about when you were younger, well, you don't necessarily have action figures for kids these days. Kids love them to play with them, but adults love them to collect them. And you take a look at these and you think, boy, I need these. I need these for my collection. And that's what makes these so special. The detail for Chris Jericho, the detail for the bucks, for Cody, for Brandy, or I'm sorry, little brand brand. These are spectacular. And it's just as a member of AEW, I am so excited, uh, about being a part of this and, 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 and seeing these, how they look on the shelves, how the packaging comes out. And it's just, uh, it, it looks great. It's wonderful. And it's just the beginning of, I think it's going to be some sensational action figures down the road from this. Cause you know, we got more coming out and I'm really excited about this. I, I really am, uh, just because of the detail. Well, uh, what's great about it. You know, you talk about detail is these dudes have 25 points of articulation and what you'll see when you see series one here, like Cody's wearing the gear he wore at the very first pay-per-view, which you were front row for double right. or nothing last year in Las Vegas. And of course the young bucks are wearing their same gear and it's just really cool what they've done, not only to sort of pay homage to the very first show and the first pay-per-view like that, but they get it from like the collector side where there's a numbering system on every figure in every wave. And there's even like a more rare version and a chase version. And I don't know, man, I just think they've, they've hit all the right home runs. They're very affordable. I think they started like 1999. And what I hear is these are such a hit at Walmart across the country that they're selling out all over the place. So go check your local Walmart. And I've got a friend of mine who even found some of the really rare, like Chris Jericho chase figure. And I, I assume that thing's going to be worth a bundle. And I've heard that the brandy one might even be, you know, one of the more rare ones. Uh, because so many people are, are chasing the, the young bucks and things like that. I think the Brandy one might be a big investment opportunity one day. I mean, I'm just freestyling and saying yeah. the more rare they are, you know, this, like as a kid, man, I had to chase these and it was hard to find sometimes. Well, thankfully, if your Walmart doesn't have it, you can pick it up at ringside collectibles, right? Tony. That's right. And I, I do need to clarify one thing. And I, and I mentioned this earlier, and this is because I work with her and I know I will get in trouble if I don't say this. 
It's Little Brand Brand. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Little Brand Brand is available. Yeah. If you can't find Little Brand Brand at your Walmart, try ringsidecollectibles.com. So if you've seen the ring, I think this is like maybe the coolest wrestling ring I've seen for an action figure. It's out there now too. And I, I haven't had an opportunity to put my hands on it yet, but the new replica belt, the toy belt, dude, this thing's awesome. Everything they do is awesome. Jazzwares has done it. And I just, I, this is a great relationship. We also need to mention, you talked about uh, how Cody was wearing in his action figure, what he wore double or nothing. Kenny Omega, the same thing that, uh, authentic and, uh, unique cloak that he wore and his ring wear for double or nothing is there. So, uh, the, uh, the very first unrivaled collection is out and it's, it's spectacular. Uh, again, what a way to begin our action figure set. And, uh, the ring looks great. The, the, the steps, everything is authentic. Everything they, 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 everything the, the belt, my God, take a look at that belt. No, it's so detailed. It's just like yeah. the real one. And we should also mention there's two rings. You can get one for just like 20 bucks, but for a little larger investment, the scale ring, it's got mm -hmm. the real ring steps. It's got die cast buckle connectors. It's right. got the super smash turnbuckles. It's got the high gloss posts. It's got the actual ring mat. It's got the, uh, AEW dynamite on TNT logo. It's just really cool that they've put all the detail to make the ring as realistic as you can. We've seen some of our listeners already start tweeting out videos and stuff where they've sort of recreated the action and famous moments from AEW. I'm just so excited that a, this exists and B that you can get it at Walmart, dude, this is like a real big opportunity and big step for any promotion, any business to be on the shelves of Walmart. So go check your local Walmart, check these out. Pick up a little brand brand, pick up the young bucks, pick up Kenny Omega, pick up Chris Jericho, and of course, pick up Cody. And then you got to pick up this ring and man, it's time you're the champ yourself. Grab this belt. All my belt nerd friends, they've all got it. You need one too. And Walmart's got it. And whatever your Walmart doesn't have, you can pick up at ringsidecollectibles.com. By the way, keep checking your Walmart. These things are selling out as soon as they hit the shelves. So if they're out today, check back in a few days. Or if you're like me, you can just cruise over to ringsidecollectibles.com and get it hooked up. But congratulations, Tony. This is a big deal to have AEW on the shelves of Walmart. I'm, I'm thrilled about it. I'm thrilled about being uh, uh, a part of all this and being with Jazzwares. I want to remind, if you want to know more about these, uh, the, this collection, about maybe what's coming out next and the plans in the future, you can always go to at AEW Unrivaled on Twitter. That's at AEW Unrivaled. And at Jazzwares, that's at Jazzwares with one Z, J A Z W A R E S. I can't believe it's real, man. Check it out. Check your local Walmart. Look for the AEW figures. It's AEW Unrivaled Series One. Well, yeah. listen, I um one last chance at uh, at the heat trough here. Taz or Excalibur, gun to your head. Got to pick one. Okay, I'm going to my head. I'm picking Excalibur. <laughs> Uh, well, let's see what other kind of trouble we could get you in the day. Ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate you joining us today. We've got such a great show. I love watching these old shows from, you know, the early run of the NWO and boy, are we here? Uh, this is going to go down in August of 1996, August 15th to be exact, not too terribly long after the initial Sturgis fiasco, which was known as hog wild in year one and road wild in subsequent years. 
The episode today is a little shorter than we would normally do, Tony. It's only one hour and 36 minutes, but man, they fit a lot of action in here. And I got to tell you, when I just saw the card and I just remembered this era of wrestling, I was really excited. And then I pulled up the observer and the observer said, uh, well, that the reader poll only gave it 5.2% thumbs up, 75.7% thumbs down and 19.1% thumbs in the middle. And that just took me by surprise. It's like, wait a minute. This is the NWO era. This shit's supposed to be over like Rover. Well, it was, but there's, Hey, there's a hatred of Hulk Hogan, mm. uh, that you just, you can't, uh, that the, some of these kids who are readers and some of these writers like Dave Meltzer just can't get over, you know, it's like, Hey, they're doing great numbers and fans like it. Yeah, but we hate it. Well, maybe it's you. But everybody has their own preference and everybody has their own, uh, feelings. And I, and you know, I, I get this. There's a lot of shit in this like glacier, uh, like, uh, just, but anyway, it was good. It was a good time. So let's also clarify because boy, you're one degree separated from everybody again. Now, uh, Ray is not a piece of shit. You didn't like the piece of shit character. Glacier. Well, that's, that's right. Yes, but you know, we're going to get people tagging and say, Oh, you a piece of shit. No, I did not. Ray Lloyd is a great kid and a hard worker and a credit to the business. The thing, the glacier gimmick just did not work. So when I say piece of shit, that's what I mean. So if you're going to write out there and say, I said a glacier piece of shit, here's what you do. You take some rat fucking poison to stick it in your fucking ear. Oh, okay. I don't think maybe that's to maybe to clear out your fucking brain. Because, hey, no one reads your website anyway. All right. Well, let's, we don't have to get hot about it. Uh, by the way, yeah, yeah, I, we do. I love that you're referring to Ray as a kid. He's like five years younger than you. Really? Yeah. He's 57. Well, when I was 10 years old and he was five, I would probably call him a t kid too. You see? <laughs> well, listen, kids, we're glad you're here with us. Hey, real quick. We want to remind everybody about a great new sponsor we've got on the show. Of course, we're talking about orange crush, the journal of art and wrestling. I actually got one of these and I got to tell you, I was blown away by it. Orange crush is a new annual publication highlighting the culture of professional wrestling from around the globe through the lens of some of today's most important artists. The New York times wrote orange crush does not so much make an argument about wrestling as a serious art form as it presents this as a given fact. It's a large format, perfectly bound, 100 page annual publication. That is a real hit at my office. It makes the perfect addition to your library or better yet your coffee table. It doesn't look like anything you've seen in wrestling before. Orange crush's cover story presents an in-depth look at the AEW superstar, the bad boy, Joey Janela slinging dirt on everything from his feud with Jim Cornette to revealing TNT's favorite AEW superstar. It also features essays on the hardcore icon, Nick Gage, a behind the scenes look at the films of Bill Mascaris, scenes from Game Changer Wrestling's Tour of Tennessee, and Joey Janela's Spring Break. Plus, there's portraits of the great Muda, Jun Kasai, Alley Cat, and much, much more. You can purchase the book now at orangecrush.art. That's orangecrush.art. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, we're going to be watching clash of the champions 33. We hope you'll watch it with us 
Tony, I'm hearing more and more that you don't have to actually watch the show with us to be entertained by it. And that's but, probably good news, but we do have some other good news. I know that you, uh, well, you've hired a friend of ours to run your social media and pretend like it's you. And I appreciate you at least pretending to promote some things for WHW Monday on Patreon. And of course, adfreeshows.com. But I do, uh, I do think it's time that I bring something to your attention that maybe has flown under the radar. Oh boy. We just recently did an ask Dave Silva, anything on adfreeshows.com. Oh my God. Your thoughts. Yeah. You ran out of shit to put on ad free shows. Oh no, no, I'm not done. We also did an ask Megan anything on adfreeshows.com. Now that'd be interesting. Perhaps that, that, that would be interesting. Like what's the size of Conrad's dick, things like that. Well, you can get all those questions answered one way or another, easy but, way or hard way. Yeah. But Silva's like, Jesus, hang on. It gets better. Okay. We also did an ask Lori Bischoff, anything. Oh boy. Woo. That'd be good. Can you imagine? Yeah, boy. How did that come off? Uh, fans loved it. Good. And now you know what's next. No, I don't. I don't know what's next. Ask Lois anything. Oh, bull fucking shit. Well, hang on now. Wait just a goddamn minute. Lois has been a part of this show since day fucking one. Yeah. Well, fuck that. We had a practical family reunion on here at the wedding. Yeah, I know. She's been on the show as many times as you and I. Yeah. And how come we can't have an ask Lois anything? Now, with that being said, we're going to scrub the questions. We're going to make sure we're not getting you in trouble. We know how to his Abe, fizz Abe, the H jizz Abe. What? What? But I'm just saying, ask Lois is coming up at adfreeshows.com. Does she know this? No, I just told you. No, then you got to reach out to her because I ain't telling her. Well, no, hang on now. Hang on. Who wears the pants over there? I do. Okay. Well then I ain't telling her shit. You need to tell her. Oh, I will. I ain't scared of shit. I'll tell her. Hey baby. You like all that remodeling you've been doing around the house? Sit yeah, in front right. of this microphone. I'm going to click record. Yeah. Paint, uh, all the new paint jobs, new floors, new windows coming in. They'll get new floors in your bedroom. You think all that shit just pays for itself? Sugar, get off the goddamn Facebook, turn off Fox news. Me, me or Silva about to ask you some questions. And I can tell you, I can tell you this, that the, the podcast directly pays for the house. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, baby. She's yeah, got the, to the go money, along with this. The money from the podcast goes into the house fund. Boom. There you go. Not the, as you would like to say, sweet con money that goes to something else, bills and shit and stuff. And, uh, yeah, damn right. There you go. So you can tell her. I'm sure she'll uh I'm gonna tell her today. I'm sure she'll say, Oh, I'm not gonna do that. Well, here's the thing. Let me just tell you. I'm a salesman. Oh, I know that. So I had I had my wife go first, then I had mm -hmm. Lori Bischoff go first. And by God, if Lori Bischoff was safe, you know I'm gonna take care of Lois. Yeah. Yes, sir. We don't have to say anything else. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And many people do as well. So there you go. Ask Lois anything 
coming to an adfreeshows.com near you very, very soon. And by the way, you know, don't get down about today's episode being a little shorter. Uh, we're going to be back with some longer form shows very, very soon, but next week it's a, uh, it's a brief show again, but I want to show you the first ECW like network television show. Well, cable television show. It's their debut from ECW on TNN. Uh, and I've, uh, well, I've got another trick up my sleeve. I've got something I want to play for you as a little bonus piece. We just did Tony fires back on adfreeshows.com and it's where I played shoot interview clips and things like that. And you responded and I had a radio appearance sent to me by a friend of the show, kid, Chris. And he said, mm. Hey, you got to do this for Tony's fires back. Now he didn't know you and I had already done it, but what I heard was perhaps some of the most captivating audio I've ever heard that we could play. And I can't wait for you to respond to it. So we're going to have like a little director's cut version, this little clip and, uh, Mm. Ooh, it's going to get you fucking fired up, buddy. I can't wait to get you all pissed off and mad. Am I going to go, am I going to take uh, one of my brand new shotguns and go look for this person? Wait a minute. You got new shotguns. Yeah. A couple of them. Help me understand at your advanced age. Mm -hmm. Did you decide to start taking up some sort of hunting? I, I think I, I don't have to mention this before. I, I grew up uh, hunting with my dad. So. Uh, all these guns are, are nothing new to me. And I went to my sister's house kind of recently, not really, well, maybe like within the last year or so. And I opened up a closet and uh, Conrad, there literally were 25 various shotguns and rifles in the closet. And I went, Whoa, I said, what, what are dad's guns in here? She said, yeah, your dad's guns are in there. You want them? I said, well, no, I don't. Then I got to thinking, you know what? I need a gun. You just never know. Right? No, everybody knows that where you live and we've given your address before. Yeah. Okay. No, stop. Stop. You some bitch. No, you live in Marietta, Georgia. No, stop. The zip stop. code is 3062. Stop. Okay. Stop. Because I get letters to the house. You cocksucker. Wait, I'm not sending them. Why am I the cocksucker? No, you don't need to broadcast. Anyway, can I finish this anecdote? Please do. Jesus. Okay. Uh, I live in Marietta, as you have was so well documented and stooged. I, uh, I live here and nothing happening. I mean, it's, it's a safe where we live as you're going to find. As a matter of fact, I have inadvertently left my keys in my car a couple of times, but just in case, just in case I got to use my gun, I want to use it. And I thought a gun in this house with Lois could be trouble, but Lois worked for the police department. She knows how to handle a gun. So we know what we're doing with guns. We're not just a bunch of goofballs that haven't shot guns before. I don't know about you guys, but man, it is official that summer is here in Alabama. It's crazy hot outside. And we all know that we should drink more water, but by the time you feel thirsty, it's too late. You're already dehydrated. You can't focus. You feel tired. And we know that drinking enough water is critical for a healthy lifestyle. It's going to increase your brain power and boost your productivity. It'll even prevent headaches and increase your focus. It improves your skin and mood. It helps your digestion. It gives you energy. It even prevents bad breath and it can help you lose weight or so I hear. But how much water can you drink each day? 10 cups, a gallon. The good news is it doesn't have to be so complicated. That's why I start my day every day with hydrant hydrant helps you hydrate faster. 
Hydrant has created a refreshing electrolyte powder that you mix directly into your water to more efficiently and more effectively hydrate your body. It hydrates you quickly and keeps you going for longer. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes that your body really needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc. And man, it packs a punch to help your body hydrate fast and stay hydrated. If you're looking for that extra boost of energy, you should also check out the Hydrant Plus Caffeine, which contains 100 milligrams of caffeine from green tea. And Hydrant is backed by research, by the way. Their formula was developed by an Oxford scientist, so you know it's legit. It's also loved by pro athletes, top performers, celebrities. It's got thousands of five-star reviews, and it's made with real fruit juice powder. It's delicious and refreshing, and it comes in a variety of flavors, including the new summer-friendly iced tea lemonade and fruit punch. And man, I got to tell you, here in the South, we are all about the iced tea. Uh, that was a big hit, the iced tea lemonade here around the pool at the Conradison. Plus, it's backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love it, send it back for a full refund. That's when you know it's a great product. You really need to try this for yourself to see what I'm talking about. It tastes incredible and it works. And Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. Whew. Save even more with a monthly subscription. We've got a special deal for our listeners right now where you can save 25% off your first order. Go to drinkhydrant.com forward slash WHW and enter our promo code WHW at checkout. That's D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-A-N-T dot com slash WHW and enter the promo code WHW for 25% off your first order. That's drinkhydrant.com slash WHW and enter our promo code WHW to save 25%. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, let's, what are we waiting for? Fire up Clash of the Champions 33. It's August 15th, 1996. Now that we've alienated half of our audience talking about a political issue like guns. Uh, no, it's not a political issue. They're going to turn it into a goddamn political issue. You might as well have come on here and said, I am a devout Christian who believes that a woman can have. Come on, man. <laughs> We're talking dick jokes about old wrestling. You're in here talking about Nancy Pelosi or shit. Yeah, well, you know what? God, people are fucking miserable. Well, here's the thing. Not on this show, man. We're just two buddies cutting it up and shooting the shit. And I ain't too worried about it. And you shouldn't be either because we got Clash of the Champions 33. And here's the deal. I heard a rumor. Rumors are everywhere right now, Tony, as you know. Mm, yeah. The rumor is Lois is not going to be doing the countdown today. Today, we've got a little help from our friends. We sure do. Uh, for uh, those of you who are not with us on Patreon, we have uh, uh, WHW Monday, our Patreon channel. And, uh, well, here comes my dog. There's Kevin here. Sullivan doing a run-in. Yeah. That's right. Looking for his Hang on, Hang on a second. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. So anyway, uh, we uh, for those of you who uh, just listen, do not listen to us on Patreon, uh, uh, what happened when at WHW Monday, our show drops on Mondays, ad-free. And it goes over on ad-free shows as well on Mondays. Uh, the uh, fine people who are top-tier subscribers, which are Loki Big Hogs and Glass Bottom Boat Riders, they are going to start doing our countdowns for us. Woo woo! And uh, we're so we're very excited about it, and we've had a great response to it. And so we're going to start with our first one today. You ready? I'm ready. I will let this person introduce themselves. 
And here we go. This is Paul Bromwell of Reading, Pennsylvania, and you may know me as Paulie B from both Saved by the Pod and the Jay-Z Flair show. I've been a proud member of the Loki Big Hog Army since day one. It's what happened when, where the big boys play, and no, not just with themselves, no, they play every Monday for all of you that are a part of the WHW or ad-free Patreon family, and on Wednesdays for the rest of you slap dicks on all your favorite podcast platforms. Lois, we love you. Get better, stay off the roller skates and bicycles, will ya? Wrap yourself in bubble wrap, whatever it takes, because it's not WHW without you. And that's enough of my bullshit. Now let's get this show started in three, two, one, play. And here we go, getting things started here with a little clip from the end of Hogwild 1996. You see Hulk Hogan beating up his own best friend, Brother Bruda, mm. the disciple here. Well, th- th- look, there's the reason. There's the reason they got such bad ratings already. They don't like Hogan and they hate brother Brudeye, right? Well, the idea was if I would do that to my own best friend, imagine what I would do to you, Ric Flair. Got it. It's a hell of a heel there, buddy. I don't give a shit what anybody says. It's so crazy too, that after being the biggest baby face in the history of the industry, now same guy, biggest heel. It's really right. remarkable. And look how fired up Flair is. This is good stuff. A lot of meat on the bone here. So as a reminder, we had a Saturday pay-per-view and then we had Monday Nitro Saturday being the, the day they did Hogwild, And then we did Monday Nitro. And now we've got the clash of the champions. You talk about a great week to be a wrestling fan. My goodness. If you were a WCW wrestling fan, you were overdosing on the shit here. Were you not? Yes, sir. And look at the crowd, Conrad Thompson. This was, uh, this was not the Pepsi center. I think this was the old, the, uh, Coliseum or the whatever it was, but we, oh my God. Look at that double breasted motherfucker there. And look at that collarless shirt. Yeah. You look like a, a priest of some sort. And, and look at the mullet. Well, the mullet's still around. Yeah. God, I needed a beard back then. You needed a beard to hide the chin. Yep. Yeah. That's a fat guy tip. <laughs> I mean, I know shit. Or what yeah. do you think? Why do you think I got a beard? I love the beard. Can you imagine what me and Cassio would look like without a beard? Well, he, he, yeah. Even with the beard, he's a fat piece of shit. Here's the thing too. I want to mention you can do the beard and then not do a goddamn thing like Dave Silva. Cause Dave Silva has a beard, but he does it pencil thin. Like he's runs a fucking vape shop. <laughs> Well, that's not hiding the fat if it's pencil thin. Yeah. Dave Silva's bait shop. <laughs> oh, uh, I got it. Can we have a real life discussion while you're recapping everything? Cause I do need to ask you something that has been a bit of a debate in our house lately. Okay. You have a window in your shit jacket. Okay. Uh, do I have a window in my shit jacket? Yeah. Yeah. So like most bathrooms these days in America, you have a bathroom that's maybe there's a, there's a separate shower, maybe a little rain head action. Maybe there's a tub, like a big jetted tub. And then there's probably a couple of vanities with sinks in them mirrors. You can brush your teeth, but then there's like a little, what some people would call a water closet. And it's a little tea tiny room with a door. 
and there's a toilet in there. Yeah. Mine happens to have a washlet in there because, well, I'm not a heathen. But it also has a fan to get rid of some of those duty smells. Yeah. <laughs> but then we've got a window. So I'm asking, in your water closet, in the room where you shit, mm-hmm. where you have a toilet. Yes. Do, do you have a window in that room? Yes. Do you shut the blinds in that room? No, it's way up high. See, I have a window that we can reach and it has blinds on the window. Mm-hmm. They were like custom for the window. Cause it's some weird wonky size, mm-hmm. but whenever anybody in my house that goes in there, <clears throat> Megan, she shuts the fucking window. And, and here's the thing. If she's going to shit, she needs doors and floors. We've talked about that before. She's going to go upstairs or downstairs and there's going to be a series of doors. You got to have doors and floors. So she's never even like touching cotton in there. She's, mm-hmm. she's not doing any of that. She's not dropping the kids off at the super bowl. None of that. Right. Right. I'm, I'm the one putting in work in there. Yeah. And I want to shit with the blinds open. Right. I don't blame you. She's worried. Somebody might see. And I say, yeah. let them watch. Well, that's where the gun comes in. Here's what I'm saying. If okay. you really want to watch me take a shit to the point that you're going to camp out on the street and try to peer in and see if you can get a glimpse of me sitting down, just my head, by the way, to know that I'm about to come on with it. I'm not bothered at all. Okay. Then I'm glad we got that out, but, but where are you on this? Would you, if you were me? Oh yeah. In Lois's bathroom, there's a, there's a window. I leave it. I leave the, the shades right up. Oh, we're on the same page. By the way, yeah. we're about to have a barn burner of a match here. This is going to win the best match poll, the reader poll, and the observer. A skinny mini, Ray Mysterio Jr. here. And you want to talk about seeing some shit, boy. He was a spectacle in 1996, and he's walking to the ring, rocking that cruiserweight championship, and waiting for him is, well, I thought he was a great friend of the show, but I guess you guys had big heat last year. Dean Malenko. Um, have you guys squashed your beef or are y'all still scrapping and catering every now and again? No, no, we, we, we kind of bump into each other now and then. Uh, but, uh, he, he don't want to fuck with me. No, not since you got all these guns. Yeah. That's what no, you need to for, do. No, forget the guns. You know, uh, he's fucking old now. I'll oh. snapmare him into oblivion. I would love to see one snapmare. By the way, this got 68 votes for the best match poll. So. Pretty, pretty, pretty good review. You know, uh, everybody, every, I, I know there's a lot of Dean Malenko fans out there and there's probably a lot more Ray Mysterio fans because Ray is still working and Dean obviously has had his health problems is not working, but you know, it takes two to make a great match. And I know Ray is rated great, but to me, Dean Malenko, I don't know if you consider him underrated during this cruiserweight time, but it, to me, it was sensational. I'll tell you this, not kidding around in 96 and 97, he was my favorite WCW wrestler. That doesn't surprise me. I'm not saying that, you know, I didn't enjoy some of the more main event or marquee promos or angles or storylines, but I just knew, oh, Dean Malenko's wrestling. This is going to be a good match. And I felt the same way about Rey Mysterio, but I had more of a a taste for the Lucha Libre. I fucking love psychosis and Hoovy and La Parca. Like I could watch those guys all day. And Dean Malenko, I think 
I think most people in this era thought him and Eddie Guerrero were just going to be barn burners based on what they had done in ECW. And by the way, they were right. For whatever reason, of course, Eddie Guerrero became one of the top guys in the business. Uh, but that never changed that Dean Malenko wasn't quite the badass himself. Like you just know when the bell rings, you're going to get your money's worth. You know, and he is with AEW one of our top coaches. If there's a big match, Dean Malenko is going to coach it. And, or as the old uh, term was used, be the agent for it. I, I, I would love, I, I'm not so sure this is done today. It probably isn't. You just got, you need to set guys down and say, let's watch this together. Wrestlers today, because these guys are doing some shit that is amazing. Just move after counter move, hold after counter hold. They're not really jumping out of the ring or jumping off the top rope or jumping through tables or doing a uh, moonsault onto the floor. Everything, basically the action is in the ring and they're just doing great shit. Look at that. How he hops up with that. And Dean had such a good look. Absolutely. You know, something that I have to admit that I didn't, I didn't know a lot about, you know, because I haven't seen a ton of territorial wrestling from before, you know, my lifetime, but his dad, Boris Malenko, mm -hmm. who at different times wrestled you know, from different, different, you know, different gimmicks or whatever. But the great Malenko is something that I was, I don't know, a little familiar with, but in more recent years, it became a pretty hot topic when Bob Roop and, and Malenko and Bob Orton Jr. And a few other guys, Ron Garvin all tried to like sabotage a territory by admitting that wrestling was fake on their TV in the seventies. When they were in, in this bitter sort of territorial rivalry and I had heard about it, but I never actually saw it. And then I saw it. I don't remember when, and I was just like, I can't believe this fucking happened. And that that's Dean's dad who just, you know, lowered his eyelid and launched into the gimmick. And it was like, this is unbelievable. Have you seen that footage before? What'd you think of it? No, I don't, I didn't even know it existed. I didn't even know it happened. Yeah. I'll send you a link. I'm just. This is all news to me. I'll send you the whole deal, but and maybe we can watch it together over at adfreeshows.com because it's just so crazy to think that, I don't know, from a great wrestling family like that, that that's the move they made. And obviously, you know, it worked out and everybody was fine in the end, but mm -hmm. that was uh, a, a very clandestine way of life back then. So to just sort of be out front about it. Oof. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Oh, watch the rivers up and it's brought to you by Napa. That's what we need on dynamite. I need y'all to have a segment sponsored by save with .com. Oh, it's time for the official hog wild merchandise. Get your jackets, get your coats, get your logos, get your, well, you can't have her only 21 95 and you can get your own 89 95. Who's going to buy that shit? Well, somebody did. Well, there's hog wild merchandise from Stur Oh, baby. From Sturge, South Dakota. They throw Jimmy in there right at the end. Number is not working, by the way. Who was that? Uh, who's that R&B singer y'all had? Aaron Neville. Aaron Neville oh. has one of those jackets. Yeah, Aaron's best, man. I saw a concert of him 
online a few years ago and I was like, wait a minute. Yep. He's wearing a fucking hog wild jacket and a denim jacket on from a WCW event. Do you have an Aaron Neville impression? Uh, Oh, say, can you see? See, I don't, I don't have a good one. He can sing. He's one of the great voices of all time. And I'm not warmed up yet. By the way, Ray's going to get the win here. 12 minutes and seven seconds. Meltzer would write Malenko replaced psychosis. Who's still out of action with a dislocated elbow. This wasn't as good as some of their previous matches, but easily the class match of the show. Mysterio jr. Did all kinds of flying spots earlier, including a baseball slide into a spinning head scissors on the floor. Uh, Malenko, blah, 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 blah. Either way. The referee is going to restart the match because someone's leg is under the ropes and Mysterio is going to hit the Rana immediately. Three and three quarter stars. Mm, wow. I've noticed, uh, in today's, uh, uh, newsletters, he, uh, uh, very much gives a lot of four stars now more uh, than he used to. Doesn't he's, he? He's very liberal now. And yeah. I would assume that a lot of that is just based on how the work rate and the presentation has changed because. In this era, to be a big deal in wrestling, you needed to be a big star. And that could be just, you had big muscles. You, you had crazy hair, you had cool face paint, you had spiked shoulder pads, whatever. As time's gone on, uh, fans want a different style action. They don't want just uh, pretend punches. They want to see some athleticism and some violence. And uh, I just think that the appetite has changed. And as such, it's come around to what Meltzer really liked more than anything else. Yeah. Amazing. It's changed so much. It's funny. You know, the, the fans are just, uh, they're not going rabbit, but they're into this match because they, they, they appreciate what they're seeing. That's exactly. Yeah. You know, in this era, very much, they're here to see Hulk Hogan. They're here to see sting. They're here to see Hall and Nash, but at the same time, these guys are going to come out here and work hard and steal the show. And maybe you didn't buy a ticket to see them this time, but you will next time. It's funny too. One of the things I think that's changed is, and, and you were around back then, you can tell me, did guys take their match rating and the observer as seriously as they do now? Yeah. See, I didn't know that that felt like something that back then, you know, it wasn't cool to plan a match out. It's like, if you, if you put a lot of effort into it, you were a mark. It's like a lot of old school talent, you know, that I would hear talking, shoot interviews and things like that. It's like, oh, this guy. What a fucking goof he was. He would bring his food on the road with him and he had this strict diet. He wouldn't ever eat at the Wendy's with us. And if he did, he'd just eat the meat and he didn't drink or carry on. He'd just go back to his little fucking room and get up early the next day and find a goddamn gym. And then he wanted to, Hey, here's three pages of notes for our match. And I'm like, Oh, fuck you. I'll call it in the ring. It was like, it was cool to not care or apply yourself in any way. Well, I, I think there's two things here. I, I think that, uh, I, I think that guys knew what the ratings were and that pro- they probably read them, but I don't think they would change their match based on if they were successful based on what Meltzer said. I, um, so maybe they, just they all a curiosity. Cared, but they, I, don't, I don't think they care as much as they do now. So you're saying maybe it was just a curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can tell you right now, D Malenko didn't give a shit. Well, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of guys didn't give a shit, but my point is like, I know one wrestler now who, I don't know, it's probably been two years ago. Um, 
he would refer to himself and others would refer to him as Mr. Three and three quarters. Cause no matter uh, what he could do, no matter what he did or how good the match was, he never got to four stars. Right. Well, listen, I, you know, the, uh, the bucks have a, their move called the Melcher driver. Yeah. And we know what that's about. And I, I get it. I understand, but the bucks have done such great stuff and are so fantastic. They call it whatever they want. Hey, what Don't are we doing me. here? Look at this. Oh my God. Holy wow. shit. You've got wow. to go see what we just saw. We're at 15, 42, 43, 44. Go out of your way to watch what we just saw. Unbelievably. Dean Malenko had Ray Mysterio on his shoulders as Dean sat on the top rope. Oh, and here's the moment we we're talking about. Dean thinks he's won the cruiserweight title. And there's Jesus. your actual finish. I love that finish, by the way. It is a bit of a dusty finish, and I know people could argue, but what a fucking maneuver as he had him on his shoulders on the top rope and then jumps and throws Ray into the air and then catches him with a gut buster over his knee. Unbelievable maneuver. And the fans bought every bit of it. They popped on the false finish and they popped on the regular finish too. I hope they show there's the, uh, inside out, uh, that would be, uh, Tope Koharon about that. And that if they, they better show that thing from the top. Come on guys. Of course they are. No, they, oh, didn't. they didn't. Jesus. Dumb fucker. See fucking Craig leathers. Jesus. See how the fans pop for that too. Big time. Yep. They told a great story. Listen, they had a good match, but the finish was fucking awesome. Go out of your way to see it. Next up though, we got something you'll really love. VK mm -hmm. wall street and Jim Duggan. Oh man, that's a different kind of match. Wouldn't it be? Hmm? This is sort yeah. of the identity crisis WCW was in at the time, because after we scrape up Jim, Jim Duggan and VK wall street it's Conan and Ultimo mm. dragon. Ooh, gonna scrape them up and scrape a meat snack up their ass. Ooh, yeah. Snap into a bad match. It's coming up. Hey, you got some pain <laughs> watching this match? We got plenty for you. Absorbing Junior, rub it over your eyes. You'll need it after this next match. And Dentine, whoa, your breath smells like shit. Whoa, so does mine. And they're the sponsors of Clash of the Champions on TBS. Whatever it is, shitty combat. Daryl Marshall probably built this shitty video. Glacier. What a wow. weird, you know, here's the thing we've talked about this before, but it's worth repeating. I think that gimmick could have got over in 93 in 94, perhaps even 95, but by 96, when you compare and contrast that presentation to the NWO, it's no wonder the shit didn't hit. I mean, one's, yeah. one's based in reality and realism. Uh, well, take a look at this VK wall street with a double breasted suit and a dollar sign. On his lapel, like a broke dick version of the million dollar man. <laughs> Why did IRS work and wall street didn't look at Dave. Silva without a beard in the front row. Well, he needs to get that vape shop, that pencil, thin beard, and he's in business.
Mm. Dave Silva doesn't vape, but if he does, he looks like the type of guy who would vape watermelon, cotton candy. That's back when the flag meant something. How long are these guys going to go? I bet you they're going to get a lot of stars. By the way, him coming out like this and you saying that's back when the flag meant something. It feels like it's my aunt's Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's my wife's Facebook too. Uh, do you think Lois considers herself an American Patriot? Oh boy. Does she ever, I mean, look that, that I'm telling you right now, and I really mean this and you, uh, you don't, you don't realize this. You really don't. And a lot of people out there don't realize this, but if your parents, if any of your parents like Lois's dad and my dad served in world war two. You just have a different thought process. You really do. And you just, you just don't get it. I'm not as radical as she is. And basically I don't give a shit. And I think that (laughs) (laughs) she really does. I mean, if this country just folds up on itself, I don't give a shit. I've got 10 more years of life and that's about it. Uh, I just, uh, but you, you, you have a different outlook on life if your parents Served in World War II. I'm I'm serious about that. You just you need to study up on that stuff to get it. But anyway, I, I don't want to take away from this great match. How many how many stars this match get? Did you say? You want to guess? Yeah, it got a uh, minus one. Dud. Dud. I almost said dud. I like this dollar sign singlet though. Dude, this looks fucking. Ugh. And here's the thing. He's a very capable wrestler. I mean, I I always thought he was a good wrestler, but the characters that he was given over the years were just horrible. This looks indie as fuck and not in a good way. Yeah. VK wall street. Uh, what was his name with, uh, the, uh, with Terry Runnels? Is that Mr. Wall street? I don't can't remember. Michael wall street was his name. Yes. Yeah. But you know why the VK is. Yes, I do. Vincent K. McMahon. How stupid is that? Yeah. And it all comes back to Virgil, your, your boy. But yeah, he wrestled as, um, Erwin R. Shyster, IRS, mm-hmm. Michael yeah. Wall Street, Mike mm-hmm. Rotunda, Mike Rotundo, Mr. Wall Street, VK Wall Street. And apparently Mike drawn once D R O N D D R O N D. Okay. He debuted in 81. Same, same year I debuted. Mm. <laughs> and he, and, uh, he still works behind the scenes. Did he get furloughed? I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. I, I didn't hear that. He did. I, uh, yeah, he got furloughed. He did get furloughed. Yeah. Jesus Christ. How about the referee here? Did he furlough that haircut? Mm. Somebody needs to furlough that haircut. Man, that 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 took some steady hands to get those bangs. Last time you had bangs, uh, probably sixth grade. Mm. 
No, 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 that's not true. I'm sorry. Uh, it would be my, it would be my, uh, probably my freshman year in high school. Shit fire. Uh, see, uh, speaking of my, my dad, who was in world war two, when I grew up, you ought to see, you should see some of the pictures of me being younger. I had a buzz cut. Really? Oh yeah. That's what dad wanted. I had to have a buzz cut or a haircut. Cause that's what he had. And I couldn't wear jeans to school. I had to wear very nice pants. I had to dress up for school. Very nice pants. Very nice shirt. Did you uh, wear a pocket protector? No, didn't do that. But it wasn't until dad passed away, which is when I was in high school that I was, I was able to, to kind of change things around. Well, sorry about your loss of your dad. That sucks. Look at this shit. He's got athletic tape in his britches. VK wall street gives him the schoolboy, and the ref counts one, two, three, and the fans go mild. By the way, this is the third, we talked about it at the top of the show. This is the third live show in the space of five days. This mm. one happens on uh, Thursday. So you got a pay-per-view on Saturday and then you got Monday nitro and now it's time for thunder or not thunder clash of the champions here, the Denver Coliseum here. Mm. And, uh, Bess would say due to the rush nature of trying to cram eight matches into a two hour format, it came off more like a Thursday nitro mm. than a special major show with one strong match. The show drew a full house of 8,304 fans, 5,931 of them paid a gate of just over 70,000. Uh, mm. The rating does a 3.5 and a 6.2 share in 2.2 million homes. And Meltzer would say it's not a bad number, although well down from the 4.5 that the January class did. And that's with Hogan versus flair, which is the best mainstream match to deliver a television rating with the possible exception of Hogan Savage. That is pretty remarkable when you think about it. What do you think Brian Nobbs is saying here on this promo? Most people think that my asshole's as big as my face. That's not true. The asshole is to my right. That's it right. That is Jerry Sachs. He's the asshole, not me. Yeah, I put my asshole in a piece of paper and I've drawn it a circle and pulled away and it was big as a melon. But the fact is my asshole is my own business. You understand me? My own business. That's my asshole. Never, ever again talk about my asshole. All right. We don't want to talk about assholes. But speaking of assholes, we're going to go back to Tony Schiavone and his favorite asshole, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Back to you guys. I'm still talking. I've already pitched it out, but I'm still, oh, I'm filling. That's right. We're filling time here. We're filling time. I love you, Tony Schiavone. Uh, anyway, well, the, do you know why the clash of the champions was a little bit, as Meltzer said, nothing more than like a nitro. Oh my God. Another promo here from me and Gene. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, I let's, gotta, I gotta tell you, uh, I've been here many years. I've been at the WWE, but I must say this is the most disorganized fucking place I've ever been around in my life, but that's okay because I'm making big money. Not only that, in a couple of years, I'm going to need a kidney. I'll have enough money for it. The fact is this, you can call the WCW hotline right now and talk about either my kidney or the money I make or how miserable I am backstage in this piece of shit company. 1-900-909-9900.
Kids, you don't need your parents' permission because they would agree with you and all this shit. Let's go back to the ring. So you were saying, why do you think Meltzer said that this just felt like another Nitro? Yeah, because it was, I really, I really, because it was, I really don't think that as a company by this time that we gave a, a shit about the clash of the champions. In other words, we probably did. Don't get me wrong, but it, it didn't, it wasn't on our radar as something big. You can't, you can't have two priorities. You have one priority. Right. And the priority right. in this era was, nitro. uh, nitro. And, and yeah. right now we see Sonny Ono coming to the ring with one of my favorite performers of all time, Ultimo dragon. And he's got a different style mask around the mouth. It looks like shark teeth. Uh, I'm such a big fan of this guy and, uh, I can't wait to see what we got here. Conan's going to be coming up next here. Wow. Conan, this should be good. Is this the, uh. The cool Conan. There he is. That's uh, yeah. This is before Conan, uh, changed his gimmick with the hat and everything, which I thought was ultra cool. Well, that was when he was with the NWO here. He's got yeah. the skinniest mask of all that doesn't really, I mean, that's it's like wearing lambskin, like wearing nothing at all. Mm -hmm. Tony, what was the last time you had to roll a condom on your Peter? <laughs> I'm not so sure I ever have really. Yeah. You don't think you've ever done it. Don't think so. No. Well, coming soon to adfreeshows.com. <laughs> Tony Schiavone puts on a condom <laughs> for the very first time. Bullshit. The greatest you're, night in the history of our great site. Yeah. You're, you're running out of shit. What? You're, you're running out of shit to do on radfreeshows.com. You are running out of shit to do. Bull fucking shit. Okay. Where were we here? We were talking about you putting on a condom and we're yeah. seeing Conan yeah. do a little crowd work here as he's about to square off with Ultima and Dragon. By the way, this one, uh, the, also not very much time. The first match, 1207. The second match, 348. And when you think, well, they gave Wall Street and Duggan 348. How long do you think they're going to give Conan and Ultimo here? Uh, I don't know. Probably 10. 257. What? Yeah. Meltzer would even say a waste of dragon's talents to do such a short match star in a yeah. quarter. Yeah, I agree. And that, that, that's why, that's why it seemed like a, that's why it seemed one of the reasons it seemed like a nitro. We had just fast matches because we wanted to make more time for the main event. You know what else I noticed about uh, this era? What? No signs. Mm. I, had, I saw one lady with a handmade sign is. Conan was walking in, but I mean, just fast forward now to the sign era. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not here today. And then, you know what? I, I signs became cool and they, they, they became fun and we still have them today. Once, uh, uh, once we get crowds back, we did, uh, we would, uh, we hopefully will have, but Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes I get signed out. See, there's one little homemade sign. See, you're holding up that sign. That's it. That is it. Nothing. Ever spent much time in Denver? No. 
I mean, I, uh, I have been, but I haven't spent a, a bunch of time. There. Yeah, I've spent uh, a number of days there. And look at Sunny, man. I uh, great town. You like beer? They have the beer conference there every year. Downtown, around the uh, around Coors Field, they have a lot of uh, brew pubs. Just it's a great city. I uh, I I said something to Lois one day. I said, man. We ought to move out there to Colorado. And she said, I'm not moving out there, all those liberals. Oh, God. Yeah, she did. I said, God damn it. What the fuck are you doing? I don't want. Well, what the fuck was I doing in 81 is the question. There's no better time to say I love you. And the most hated jeweler in America is at it again. You've heard us say I hate stevensinger.com. And you've heard us rave about his famous roses. But Steven Singer has been selling diamonds and bridal jewelry for four decades. Whether you have someone or something to celebrate, Stephen is there for you. Ready to take the next step? Stephen has a ready-for-love engagement ring collection that is no hassle, no risk, expertly picked engagement rings that are ready to go. Don't worry, Stephen won't let you mess this up. He's been selling online for over two decades, but he's recently kicked everything up a notch to better service friends and guests online. He has real expert jewelers on call to help you find the perfect ring or gift through new virtual video appointments, calls, texts, chats, or emails, all with extended hours. On top of that, he offers the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee and free shipping. Interest-free financing is available online, too, and that's just the beginning. Gifts that say I love you every single day, backed with decades of experience in the comfort of your own home, it's easy. Just go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Fast, free, and safe shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Saving money at SaveWithConrad.com is fast and easy. Just ask Jordan in Murfreesboro. He says, Jimmy made the entire process easy. No appraisal was needed, and we got a great rate on our refinance. What about Glenn up in Sperry, Oklahoma? He says, I wound up knocking four years off my loan and even saved a few dollars on my monthly payment. Easy to work with. Jimmy is the man. How much are you overpaying right now? Keep more of your own money at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. So wait, lower your monthly payments and pay your house off faster. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? At savewithconrad.com. Yeah. And what they're doing right now is, uh, well, Ming is coming to the ring, but they're going to start playing the music for Randy Savage. But he never comes out. Hmm. And Meltzer says, actually, he wasn't even there. And then announced that he was injured on Nitro the previous Monday by Hulk Hogan. It's weird because they had never promoted the match to begin with. So nobody would have been mad about Savage no showing live except by playing his music and him not being there. Then they were mad. So they're going to announce that Ming, his opponent, is the winner by forfeit. Wow. Like, why even put this on the show? Wow. Like, this is silly to have this happen here. I mean, I guess maybe they're trying to tell the story, but it's like, let's scrape Doug and Wall Street off. Let's give Ultimo and Conan a little more time. Yeah. See, the fans are ready for the macho man. Look at and this. And now they're not going to get him. It's stupid. Uh, this, I, I, I guess this is uh, during Kevin Sullivan's booking. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they they even put uh, pictures up. 
Jesus Christ. Where is he? Still looking, clapping. Everybody looking down towards the entranceway. Hmm. What the flying fuck? Here he comes. Macho Gene. Hey, I let, I let go, you little prick. Oh. Gotta walk down the hall of highway, uh, guy. Oh. Hey, Jesus Christ, how many much time? All right, listen here. Come here. Come on, talk to you. I'm gonna talk to you. I'm making more money than you. You get it? More money than you. More money than probably anybody in this ring. All right? So go tell them. Yeah, even you, Jimmy R. Get the fuck out of here. All right? Let's go over and talk to a guy who's on minimum wage. Okay? Uh, I don't have the... Gene doesn't have the hair that I have, but he wanted me to say, fog, fog, fog. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage is full on Slim Jims. And Ming will win. Everybody now boo. <laughs> Jimmy Hart. <laughs> well, like, just jumping around like a water bug, buddy. So there's your winner, Ming. We did that because there's no way that we would put Ming over the Macho Man if, in fact, there would be a match. All right, let's go back to Tony Brain. What the fuck are we doing? Well, here's what we're doing. We're going to show you last Monday where the macho man was going to pick up Ric Flair. And then he got whacked with a chair twice. Now we've seen people come back from chairs before many times, but this chair, as you can see, hit him in the back of the head, which probably in many ways was a shoot between these two. So you're telling me that the macho man is not going to wrestle because of that cheap ass chair shot. Yes. That's what you're trying to tell me. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Shivani. That's what I'm saying. He's not going to wrestle because of a cheap ass chair shot. So he plays goddamn music. <laughs> we make you think he's going to come out and he's not. That's right. Fans. We knew he wasn't going to be here. You didn't. Ha <laughs> ha. The jokes on you. My God, let's go back to the ring. All right. Well, I'm talking to the man who booked this shit. Kevin Sullivan, Kevin, you're here with, uh, my God, uh, Bill DeMott. <laughs> I understand you're going to become a piece of shit later on in your life. I, I was wondering why you would book that. Well, let me tell you this. I sit down and I look at a piece of paper and I look at a pencil or a pen and I sit at my desk all the time trying to figure this shit out. Guess what? No one wants to help me. So I'm going to do it myself. And then everybody says behind the scenes when I come out with the format, yeah, that looks great. And that's fine. You're doing a great job, Kevin. And then afterwards, years later, they all shit on it. Well, guess what? Shit on it before it becomes a TV show. <laughs> yeah, do it. Shit on it then. Help me out. If you don't like it, then tell me I might change it, but no, that's the way wrestling is. Everybody wants to kiss the booker's ass. You don't have to kiss my ass. I'm a regular guy. So if you don't like what I'm doing, then you let me know before we put it on TV. Well, <clears throat> this is an unexpected type interview. Kevin Sullivan, I didn't expect for you to do this. I expected to talk about the dungeon of doom and the giant and King Curtis and all that shit. Uh, let me ask you, did you book all that shit? From the Dungeon Doom, was it your idea to do that shit? Because I want to tell you, be be very honest with you, that was shitty cartoonish shit. But it was all done, I understand, for Hogan, right? To try to get 
That's right. Anything Hogan wants to do. Wait a second, Gene. Anything Hogan wants, we do. That's the way we are. He's running the company, not this little sawed-off piece of shit to my left. It's Hulk Hogan. He's booking all this shit. He's the one who said, ah, oh, the leprechaun, the leprechaun. Here comes the leprechaun, and we are going to even get shittier. That's right. Uh, someone stole my lucky charms. <laughs> hey, I'm going to try to get in the, I, I can't get in the ring. I'm, oh, I'm not the leprechaun. I'm a goddamn werewolf. All right. Well, the shit has gotten worse. The man to my left booked all this shit. Next time, we all ask everybody to help him out. I love you, Tony Schiavone. That's how that gets me out of breath. <clears throat> Meltzer says, uh, <laughs> in another match originally on the schedule, but never promoted Chris Jericho didn't debut on this show against Hugh Morris. For whatever reason, the match was canceled. However, nobody ever got around to telling Jericho who didn't know what to do when a plane ticket for the show never arrived. Jericho is scheduled to debut for WCW this week now. And coming out to the ring, here we go. Bull Nakano, our second mm-hmm. appearance from uh, our man, Sonny Ono. And of course, Bull's going to be taking on Medusa. Yeah. This is, uh, I mean, these are two, probably the two premier female performers in America at this point. Oh, I agree. What, the, the, the look of Bull Nakano was sensational, wasn't Absolutely. it? Here's the thing, though. When you've got the two best female performers in the country, how much time do you think you give them? Three minutes, two minutes, 42 seconds, which is by the way, about how long you would need with Medusa. No, I'd need 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Waka waka. Yeah. She would just say step this way and then I'll be done. But she, well, listen, we can spill the beans. Now she, uh, she was over at al.com talking about things that she shouldn't be talking about. She was no, I'm just making that up. She was, uh, she was on AEW. Yes, she was. And it was a, a tape deal, but you guys are doing uh, a bunch of stuff with, uh, the ladies right now. Yeah. And you wanted to involve Medusa and she had a little custom made outfit with the big letter M on there. And you could tell she was having fun. And it's the first time you got to see Medusa this year. How did you deal with it? Did you, were you able to contain your excitement and be a gentleman? Yeah. I, uh, when I arrived and this was, uh, not this time, the last time we were in and she was there, I didn't realize she was there. And someone said, Medusa's here. And I went, uh, what? They said, Medusa's here. She's going to uh, be involved in this tournament. So I turned to, I sent this text to her, K Fabian bitch. And then she sent an LOL to me and asked me how it was. And we, and we caught up and, and talked for a little bit. I just, I mean, I absolutely as a person and as a friend, just absolutely love her. One and of- she, she looks great today. Years later, she's done it just, uh, to keeping herself in shape and just, God, I love her. She and I have the same, the same sense of humor. You can, you can kid with her. You can rib with her. Uh, I mean, look, I don't, I don't know if you remember this during my birthday party, but she was there 
And Lois, came, you remember when Lois came out? Yeah. And Lois said, he's crying. And my response was, because I thought I was going to be with Medusa tonight. And Medusa just laughed and she got the joke. And I don't know if Lois even heard what I said, but I just, I, I love her. I just love her. Love her. Absolutely love her. How many times are you going to say you love her on the show today? I don't know, man. I, a few more, maybe. Yeah. They're boy. They are just not doing a good job with this match because they, they're trying to get shit in and the time they have. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, well, it's not hard for you to get all your shit in, in two minutes and 52 seconds, but it's probably hard for them. Did I tell you I loved her? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you at on bull Nakano? Uh, I'm four. I always thought she was a great performer. She had a great look. She and Medusa had some pretty good matches. I think in today's uh, work rate, I don't think she would be considered the the one of the best workers in women's wrestling today. But I think uh, her look. So there you go. There's your finish, right? Uh-huh. One, two, three. Done so. Now she's going to grab Sonny by the lapel. Nope. She's going to leave Sonny alone. That lapel. Well, the fans bought the finish. They liked it. Well, you got to remember too, she's in all the all red, white, and blue, the stars and stripes and bull Nakano was, um, not American. So it was easy to, in this era, oh, here's who you cheer. Who's who you boo. And there's a replay mm -hmm. here, her coming off the top on a sunny Ono, and, and you'd pay good money for that, for her to come off the top on you. Mm. Yeah. There's your roll up after an air kick from Sonny does not hit Medusa and instead hits bull. And that's all she wrote. What a great look she had here too. Yeah, she did. She, uh, what she was strong, powerful, great vertical base. All right. Uh, let's see. We have a woman to my left. How you doing there, sweetie? Good to see you. Hey, Hey, Hey. All right. I want to talk here to the nature boy, Ric Flair and Miss Elizabeth. Uh, you have conquered most women in your life as a shoot. But I'm not so sure you've conquered the woman to your right. But the be that as it may, it doesn't matter to you because there's always somebody else. Mean Gene, let me tell you this right now. I've conquered them all. From the hotel in St. Louis to the party we had woo, in Baltimore to the times that we went to Sabatino's and drank and ate and I paid for everything. Guess what? I didn't pay any of those credit card bills. Why? Because I'm the nature boy. And the nature boy doesn't have to pay any bills. He just has to run up tabs. That's exactly what I did in this life. Here's the deal. And I had a great accountant back then. It still wouldn't have mattered. I still would have spent every cent that I had. And I'm going to spend every cent that I have now. That's exactly right. If my brother-in-law wants something from me, he's not getting it. <laughs> I'm spending it on myself. Woo! Or spending it on Wendy. Woo! If my, my daughter Megan wants something from me, guess what? She's not getting anything from me either. Woo. And I'm going to end up doing a shitty, a shitty angle with Orton. Woo. Because I'm 80 years old and I can do it. And I still owe a lot of people money, but you know what? I don't give a shit. You want something from me? If you're a girl, if you're Wendy, I'll give it to you. If you're a member of the family, fuck you. Because I'm the nature boy, Ric Flair. And the girl to my right, Ms. Elizabeth would agree with me right now, but she's not around to agree with me. So from the top of my toes to the top of my head, woo. I'm living this life and I'm living it 
without my family. Do you know why? Because I'm the nature boy. And because Wendy told me what to say in this promo, word for word. That's right. She runs my life now, but that's okay. Because pretty soon I'm going to be shitting tapioca. Woo! Shitting tapioca. That's right. I said shitting tapioca. I'm talking to you, Conrad Thompson. You want me to show up into your shit? I'm not going to do it. Uh, right? And then I'm going to pretend, oh, I forgot. I'm old. I'm senile. Woo! All right. Well, uh, woo! Not only that, he's the only one who's really alive in this promo. Literally. Woo! 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 I think that's the promo, or that's the robe that uh, Darius Rucker owns. Really? Yeah. You know, I, I've got to meet Darius Rucker. I know you've met him. And I'll even brush my breath to meet him. Uh, uh, I, uh, I've, I've always been a big, I was a big fan of Hootie the Blowfish. All right, get ready for the power. Three times double barreled. Hit that kid in the nuts and he won't cheer. Woo! You like Hot Pockets? No, I've never had one. You just, you're just not into shit food. Are you? Um, no, I mean, I, I ain't shit food. Of course, but have, have you had, have you had pizza rolls? Yeah, probably 25 years ago. My mom got them one time. Jesus Christ. All right. Now, you know, ask me, ask me if I've had a grilled cheese. Yes. Okay. Ask me if I, Oh, you know what? I did discover a hobo food. I forgot to mention, actually, I've been eating this hobo food my whole life and I've been giving you shit about eating hobo food. And then I realized, oh fuck, I actually do have one that I eat corned beef hash. Mm. That hobo food I eat pretty regularly. Mm. Well, that's the way to go, man. I love motherfucking hobo food. Oh, we're, we know. If in fact that is hobo food. Did I ever tell you what we did at summer scam? <laughs> Can't wait to hear this one. Dave Silva was talking shit in our group chat. We see Eddie Guerrero here. Boy, this is, he is at his full mulleted glory here, but that mustache and this mullet, as we've talked about years ago on the show. He looks like he's the, uh, operator of the Voltron at the fair. <laughs> I love that. Uh, anyway, Dave Silva talking shit on Twitter said that he could fit. I forget how many, but many, many hot dogs in his mouth at the same time. Oh, for crying out loud. And I was like, that's not real. Nobody can do that. So we found out Dave Silva can fit nine hot dogs in his mouth. Oh, for crying out loud. And then I tried to slide a Vianney in there on behalf of you. I even called it the Shivani <laughs> and that was too much. Why, why would you bring me into this shit? Cause you love Vienna sausages. Talked about it on this show. It's been well established. You're a hobo food eater. You know what? Uh, I saw on Facebook and listen, I grew up, I grew up white trash, proud of it. Of course. 
and I have a lot of friends, uh, who are my white trash friends from back home. And someone said something about Vienna sausages and almost to a person, everybody on my Facebook page from back home went bleh, bleh, horrible food. And I'm thinking you lying motherfuckers need to own up to it. You ate it. You loved it. What is wrong with Vienna sausages, man? They're terrible. <clears throat> no, they're not. It's because you haven't eaten them. Here's cover one, two. By the way, we're seeing DDP versus Eddie Guerrero for the 900th time. Oh, um, they're going to get four minutes and 20 seconds. The battle bowl ring is on the line and believe it or not, Meltzer said this was a good match, but too short after the match page hit two diamond cutters. And that move gets a big pop on Guerrero before Chavo jr. Shows up page still shoved him away and Eddie gave or, and gave Eddie another diamond cutter off the middle rope. It wasn't made clear if Guerrero got the ring or if Paige took it. And after watching Nitro a few days later, it was still a confusing issue. Two stars. Hmm. Pretty odd when, when Eddie gets two stars. So you didn't like the, uh, the Ric Flair, Randy Orton angle a few weeks ago. I've never saw it. I just knew they had an angle. I was just trying to be funny. I never saw it. I just, I heard Ric Flair and Randy Orton had an angle and I've heard that is probably going to build to Randy Orton against Charlotte. Uh, but Fuck off. Where it's, I, I don't, I don't even watch their stuff. So I don't know. I just read about it. So I was it good. Did you like it? Yeah. It got people talking. Uh, I'll tell you this. That ain't happening. Randy Orton, Charlotte. That ain't happening. No. Well, thank God. I'm not telling you any inside information, but they ain't doing that. Yeah. They would never do that. Like I'm an, I haven't asked Bruce. I don't, I mean, I've only met Randy like three times, but I haven't asked Ashley Charlotte, I, I, but come on, they ain't doing that. By the way, I did like, uh, when you guys had MJF just lay down in the ring and use the above the ring camera shot, y'all been trying some new camera shots and I like it because it does feel like wrestling has been shot and presented the exact same way for a long time. So anytime you guys try a new camera shot, like when Scorpio was coming out to take on Cody, I was like, damn, hell yeah. Some new camera shots. I don't know why, but it's a little thing that I think is a big deal because it's just different, you know? Oh yeah. And you know what? I've, I've been, a, always been a, uh, a a proponent of that. And that would be to think outside the box, to do something different back in the day. I, I always said, and I never, <clears throat> I never really pushed the issue and I probably should have always said, let's, let's just, let's sit down and look at a match and think of something different to do. Not necessarily the spots, but how we shoot it. And, you know, if you'll recall back some of the, the was the first starcade. Or there were some starcades where they had an over the, yeah, the first starcade had it with Harley right, and flair. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm thinking, why don't we do more of that? Now it can get to the point to where it's going to be overused and people are saying, yeah. And then you move on to something else. And then after that, you move on to something else. I know one time as shitty as it was, and it was, uh, probably a, uh, it probably was a Jim Hurd invention. 
we use the referee camera. Do you remember that? I do. Okay. Now, as silly as that may seem, it was something out of the, it was something different. And, you know, for all of the bullshit that he did, that was not a bad, that was not bad. Um, so I think we should do more things. You know, we've got, uh, we got cameras on the, uh, here comes Chavito. We got cameras on the, the ring post. Um, I often thought we Wow. Huh. Referee takes a bump, diamond cutter. Another referee comes in and the match is thrown out, I would think. So anyway, I just think we ought to uh, do more stuff. I think we ought to, we ought to put uh, a camera in the ring when the referee gives the instructions to both wrestlers and, and track the sound. Always thought we should do that. Not always, but now, oh my God, here we go. Oh, here he comes. We're going to track this. Okay, go ahead. Oh, how dare you come out here, Mean Gene, and talk about Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Qualify what you just said about me, dude. It's First Amendment rights. It's freedom of speech. After what you've done, the way you've stuck it to fans all over the world, I think I'm entitled to, to speak my piece without getting manhandled. Well, you know, you got to understand, those are under normal rules, brother. But here tonight... In Denver, Colorado, the NWO rules, so you better watch your step. May not rule for long. You've got Ric Flair later on here at the Clash, and he is, he is ready. You know something I hear? All oh, Ric Flair's fans out there, it ends due time, brother. I'm going to shut all those chumps up out there, brother, because Ric Flair... In all his glory, couldn't even lace my boots up. 13 times WCW heavyweight champion is an unlucky number, brother. And he'll never be the NWO champion. And no matter how hard he works, only one man will be the Babe Ruth of wrestling. Only one man will be the Michael Jordan of basketball. Only one man will be... The Hollywood Hulk Hogan of wrestling. Listen to this crowd. Not very often that you have walked into an arena jam-packed like this and the fans haven't been behind Hulk Hogan. They are no longer behind you. You know, it all, it all depends on what you compare it to, brother. There are certain levels of excellence in life. Ric Flair brags about styling and profiling Rear jets and limousines. With the NWO, me and the outsiders, that's just standard procedure. And like I said, brother, me and the outsiders, we've categorized all the wrestlers in the WCW. And starting tonight, when I beat the former dirtiest player in the game at his own game, Ric Flair will be known in the ratings all around the world as the stupid little man that couldn't get the job done just like you so you from now on stay out of my face all right speaking of the fans 
he does that again, I may need some help. Stay tuned. We've got more from Denver here at the class. You understand me? I do understand. So very early Hulk Hogan heel promo and um, comparing himself to Michael Jordan and Babe Ruth. And I guess it was okay for what it is. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. You could get in a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet, too. You could get arrested and incur huge legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking and designate a sober driver or call a taxi. If you know someone who's been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but there's one thing for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message was brought to you today by NHTSA. And we have on WHW Monday, if you're one of the top two tiers, we have the uh, on-the-road vignettes with me and JR. Right. And we've done many of them. We've taped a lot more that are being put together. But JR and I recently, and I, JR and I recently took a trip where we didn't record it. And JR and I were talking about this. And this may, this may come out in one of the, the episodes. I'm not sure. But I was talking about back in the day, 93, 92, the Kip Fry era, when Kip, who obviously hated pro wrestling, didn't like it, not hate it, but didn't like it in its current form, tried to turn WCW Saturday night into a talk show and how it, it, it really fucked up his career and, and was uh, just a horrible thing to do. And I told JR, I said, why didn't we as grown men with our own opinions, because we would get with Kip Fry every week at the cabin in Dawsonville, me, J.R. Dusty, Kip Fry. And I think, uh, Sully would be there some too. I said, why didn't we stop it? Why didn't we get together and say, you can't do this. But I just remember saying, okay, yeah, great, great job, Kip. We love it. Let's go for it. I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why we were. Yes, that, man. Yeah. Yes, man. That passive, that much of a suck up. Hey, by the way, take a look at what's about to happen here. We've got the giant making his way to the ring. Chris Benoit is here with Miss Elizabeth and woman on his side. And now she's going to start woman's trying to take his jacket down and he is unable to escape. Woman has turned on, or it looks like. Woman has turned on Benoit. Wouldn't let him get the vest off. Best choke slam in history right here. Are you ready for this? Look at this, Tony. Oh my God. Tony. Whoa. And that's it. The best choke slam you will ever see just happened. Unfortunately, that's the end for Chris Benoit. He's going to lose to the giant in just 23 seconds. Meltzer would call it what a waste of talent, but I guess that's the theme for this show and gives it a dud rating. But my God, is that not the best choke slam you've ever seen? And you see the giant there holding up four fingers and then dropping the pointer finger, indicating yeah. he's ready to make his way through the four horsemen. One down, three to go. Have you ever seen a choke slam that good in your life? No, that's the best. And only Benoit could take something like that. 
And for Melter to give it a dud, just even with that, oh, got to tear down that statue. Anyway, uh, for uh, for oh, how about uh, this power plant, the Harvard of professional wrestling, according to Life Magazine. This, this is, is the, the place. place Learning all. ABC's Good Morning America. What the power plant. That's right. Reach your potential. Train your body. Work on your moves. Never get booked. Go to the power plant. We brought you Goldberg. And that's about it. Um, they give that a dud when you have a, uh, a choke slam like that's the wrong thing. Oh, hog wild. Yeah. Get your shirts, get your denim jackets, get your shirts, get your shirts. Yeah. Get that girl, get your shirts. 2195. You don't want to be part with 2195. What about 8995? The official hog wild merchandise. Come on out to Sturgis with us and we'll smoke dope together. Woo! Get them, baby. So let's run through this. They're selling this shirt for a pay-per-view that happened five days before. Mm -hmm. Like this was such a terrible idea. Whoever was running merchandise, Mike Weber, get your shit together. And here's Slim Jim once again, proving that the macho man had a ton of value to this company. Boy, did he ever, I, I, I'm mostly sure that, uh, that Weber was in charge of merchandise, but even if he wasn't, we can blame him. Can't we? Well, yeah. I mean, he's promotions and whatnot. It feels like that would have been his deal. And coming yeah. out next, man, we've got a, a, a big set of names here. It's a triangle match for the WCW tag team titles. And, uh, do you want to guess who's out first? There they are. The Steiner oh, brothers, man. as we all remember and love them. Wearing those uh, Michigan Letterman jackets. Got their singlets on like they like it. Scotty's as big as a house and still got the mullet. Sand sideburns. By the way, we talked a few weeks ago about uh, Scotty closing down his Shoney's. He is reopening as a sports bar. So great Very news. Good. We can still go back and do our thing with him real, real soon. And, of course, we'll order extra ham cubes on everything. So he's going to uh, depart from the Shoney's franchise. Do his own thing. I mean, and really, I think everybody else did that about 25 years ago. Yeah. I, I, you know, I agree with that, that as a matter of fact, I think, and I may be wrong, but before it closed down, it may have been the only Shoney's in the Metro Atlanta area. How about Sting coming out here? wearing looks like uh Jim. Do you remember the cartoon? Jim looks like a jacket. She would have worn. <laughs> Yeah, this this definitely is not the best version of Sting. Yeah, he's got um, the dark hair. Yeah. And uh he's still got the vibrant paint and tights. But yeah. this jacket here, I mean, he looks like a female lounge singer. <laughs> Back in my day. Like smokes a lot of fucking Virginia Slims every day. Yeah, so we've got about thirty minutes to go in the show. And we got two matches, big ones, because we're not done coming out next. It's Harlem heat. So we've got sting and Luger. We've got Harlem heat coming with uh, scary Sherry. They are your tag champs. And in the ring, as we said, the Steiner brothers await. These are three of the all time great WCW tag teams. I love Harlem heat. I love the Steiner brothers. All are in the hall of fame, right? Well, I don't think the Steiners are going to go anytime soon. They're in every well, other hall of fame, just not WWE's. Yeah. Well, it shows you, it shows you exactly the validity of that hall of fame. Well, I think it's because they know they'll give a, a live mic to Scott Steiner and he'll just try to sh shit on the company. 
Right. And I'm not going to invite people to come to my program to create chaos and shit on my program. I'd rather just do it without you because I don't have to have you. Yeah, well. And, and here's the thing. I respect Scott for being like, well, fuck off. That's what I, oh, here comes Mr. Ding Dong himself, <laughs> Colonel Robert Parker. Yeah. He's got a limp, and now you know why. Yeah. Well, I'm going to come out here and, and, and put myself behind Sherry. Wait a minute. I'll get to her left now. No, nope, I want to be behind, uh, cause that's where I, but no, I'm going to go over here to the left, put my hand in my pocket and fiddle around with something in my pocket and put my hand on the lapel. I'm going to get behind her again. No, I'm going to go here to the left. I can't decide what I want to do. Well, here you go. Take that belt. Let me rub it down. I'm going to rub something else while I get behind her. Oh, look, <laughs> you know what? Right now, Stevie is fucking petrified in real life because you'd never know what Rick Steiner would do. And when he's staring at him like that, Stevie Ray's thinking, this fucker is going to go into business for himself just to fuck with me. That's how he was. He was so strong and he was so much as a wrestler better than anybody else. He could, he could, he could fuck with you in the ring, man. Who would you least want to fight here? Rick, Scott, Booker, Sting, Luger. Oh, it's Rick. I can tell you right now it's Rick. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I can I think I could fight Luger. Present day, fuck off. <laughs> such a dickhead. Day. Not present day, fucker. Now you're going to get people on Twitter say, you motherfucker. Well, that's what you did. You just said it with your mouth. No, I, I was talking about not right now, present day. I'm talking about r- back then, 1996. You couldn't even beat your meat back then. I, you're right, but... I think I could run away from Luger so much. He would blow up. All right, Tony, we promised earlier today that we were going to have a little prize pack. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of trivia and here's the way you answer. Got to go follow us on Twitter at WHW Monday on Twitter. And you're going to see pin near the top. We're going to be looking for you to answer one trivia question. We're going to randomly select one winner and they're going to get a prize pack from Jazzwares. Of course, Jazzwares is our great friend of the show and great sponsor here on the program who have created AEW Unrivaled Series 1, that great set of action figures that you can now find at Walmart. If they're sold out there, they're over at ringsidecollectibles.com. They've also got a great AEW toy belt and a couple of rings, one scale and one's for fun. Man, it's such a cool idea that we can go down to Walmart and pick up AEW toys, but one winner is going to get something shipped directly to them without making a trip to the store or ringside collectibles. And it's whoever can answer a piece of trivia. And we know Tony, you're not eligible a, because you work there and B because you don't remember shit, right? A what's your name again? Exactly. Yeah, okay. So, B so all right. Here, Go ahead. Here, here's your trivia question. What was the first match in AEW history? The very first match in AEW history. And it is a bit of a trick question. So put on your thinking cap. What was the very first match in AEW history? And if you know the answer and you want some free swag from our friends at Jazzwares, go check us out on Twitter at WHW Monday. That's twitter.com forward slash WHW Monday. And if you've got the right answer, you're going to be getting a little prize pack. I, I think I got the, the right answer. The right answer. Well, maybe I don't. You probably don't. There is a little bit of luck involved. It's not everybody who has the right answer. It's one winner. 
Uh, but if you're first, well, it might increase your odds. Go check it out right now. It's twitter.com forward slash WHW Monday. And uh, when Jazzware slides up in your DMs, something's cool coming your way. What was the first AEW match ever? Two are in high school, one's in middle school. So I got to find him. And they're, st- they're going to school in Cherokee. They're not, they're not schooling from home. See? Like a Rick Steiner on the school board, buddy. You ain't going to fuck with me. I got to go look him up. I'm going to go look him up this week. Clash of the champions. Let's take a break. And we're back. Tony Schiavone along with Conrad Thompson. Uh, Conrad, uh, let me ask you, which one of these guys would you most like to fight? I would like to fight none of them. Mm-hmm. I would just that, admit. That's because you're a pussy up on top of Sting. Oh, Sting with a big chop and a cover. One, two, says Nick Patrick. Only got a two count. This is a triangle match for the world tag team title. Ladies and gentlemen, we are packed to the rafters here in Denver, Colorado. Most people drunk on beer. And of course, coming up in the decades from now, they'll be stoned on weed or dope because it'll be legal. Usually, and let me say, basically, the best way to go is edibles. You don't have to inhale that shit into your lungs. Whoa, rolling him in. Watch out, Sting's going to chase him in. Sting with a leapfrog. Sting with a, ooh, into the nuts he goes. Going to pick him up. One in the goozle, one in the crotch, and down he goes. Wonder if that thumb got up in the asshole that time of Booker T. Ah, Sting says yes, it did. And a cover. Oh, wait a minute. Here comes Boo. I can't believe they move. I can't believe Stevie Ray could actually move like that. Holy motherfucking shit. That big guy got up, and he's a lazy piece of shit, as we all know. Here comes a tag. Here comes another lazy piece of shit. It's Sting. No, it's Luger. Luger up on top. Sting's on him. Hit a double axe on the back. Oh, and Booker T is the one selling in this match. It's in trouble. I hope you enjoy Clash of the Champions and our three-minute matches we've had so far. The best thing has been Glacier. Oh, big, big, oh, a, a vertical suplex. Going to roll him over. And here comes Stevie. Oh, there goes Stevie Ray again. And Booker T says, tag me. Say, we say, okay, come on in here. I come on. You mean I got to do some fucking bumping? I'll take anybody on Rick Steiner. I'll take Sting on. Yeah, I'll grab him by his fucking hair. Grab him by his ears. I'll fuck with Luger too. I'll even fuck with Scott Steiner. As a matter of fact, has Scott even been in this match? Does it matter to anybody? Because, oh, into the jaw it goes. <sighs> I'm spent. You were right. It wouldn't take you two minutes with Medusa. <laughs> 30 seconds, buddy. So next week we're talking about, uh, ECW's debut on TNN, which happened uh, August 27th, 1999. Can you believe it? 21 years ago. Wow. Wow. 21 years ago. God, time just, time just flies by. I mean, I can't believe we're into September already and we're almost into September and, uh, the pandemic, which I guess the end of March is when it really hit full force. And it seems like it was 80 years ago, but in many ways, it seems like it was quick. Hey, so are we going to have college football in the sec this year? Do you know? Nope. Not happening. We're not going to have it. Or you don't know. No, we're not going to have it. Okay. Didn't think we were. And that's okay. It saves Florida from a loss against Georgia. And it saves me from having to look at Auburn again. 
Here he goes. I think he did that earlier. There's a pretty hard kick to the back. Why does nobody warn headgear as part of their regular gimmick? I don't know. Like, you know, I know over the years, whenever guys were injured or they had angles where they were keeping a wig on, like Kurt Angle was wearing a hairpiece after he lost a hair match and it was so funny. Ha ha. So he wore a head, you know, a headpiece like that, a wrestling headgear. And occasionally we saw like a guy like Chris Candido would get hurt, hurt his ear in an ECW match. So he would wear one, but I don't know. It feels like it could get over. Somebody needs to bring back the wrestling headset. You know what? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to bring that back. How are you doing that? I'm, I'm going to suggest that. I agree. I, I agree, sir. That would be great. Well, boom, there you go. See, creating some new things here on the show together. Yeah. You know what we need it. You know who we need, who needs to bring it back. Who? Rick's son. Oh yeah. Cause he just, uh, just got cut by the Ravens and the kid's a stud, man. I mean, not like his daddy, but no one is, but Bronson needs to bring it back, man. You think he'll, he'll get into wrestling? Well, when we were in Atlanta, he was backstage talking to all of us. And from my, from my discussions with him, it didn't seem like he had an interest in it. You know, he had been a very good running back with Kennesaw state. And even though they, uh, you know, they were not uh, a division one level, like a Georgia team, they had a very successful program and, and the kid averaged 8.1 yards a carry. Yeah, he was, he was solid. I, I just knew that he loved football and that was, and I don't, I don't know now if he's going to give it a shot or not. He should. And I, if, if he does, I'd wear the head dress just like my dad. And then bring back my dad with me backstage to scare everybody. I'm going to go see him this week. I'm going to go see Rick Steiner this week. I'll have a report for you next week. Okay. No, you won't. Don't say no, you won't to me fucker. How do you know? Because you've been promising me I'd have a goddamn six man belt for four fucking years. And it's literally in the house you're in. And you it won't might. get off your fucking ass and find it. And now you're going to tell me you're going to actually going to put forth effort for something else. Ah, ah. I ain't buying it. Tony Schiavone. Tell oh, your... Look at the Frankensteiner cover his ass. One, two. Oh, and they're ringing the bell. Look, Paul and Nash did a little interference here. Uh, they're going to wave it off. Unbelievable. Oh, there you go. Just the beginning of him turning heel. Meltzer would write, they tried to play up that since Holland Nash had attacked Sting and Luger outside the ring, that he should have counted the fall and played it up as part of his turn. Of course, logically, he should have thrown it out for outside interference, even if the interference was in, wasn't in the ring. And Nick Patrick did a post-match interview explaining what a great referee he was. And the scary part was that this was better than the interview that either Hogan or Flair did on the show. Mm. But yeah, I'm with you. It looked like he was counting... One, two, and then he saw the interference and waved it off. Yeah. But we should have new tag team champions here. The Steiner brothers have just been screwed out of their tag titles. Yeah. And if I'm Nick Patrick, 
I'm legitimately as a shoot scared when Scott Steiner grabs me. Yeah. When Scott Steiner grabs you and starts yelling, you just, you know, here we see a replay here and what a maneuver this was for a guy, his size to pull it off. And 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 there's the the disqualification, which we missed live and just saw after the fact, but both sting and Luger getting the beat down from Holland Nash. See the timing was all wrong. He should have seen them and it was hard to time it. He should have seen them hit him. Then it would have been, but as you can see from that shot, he looks up and they're walking away. Yeah. Well, but you, you could also see that they're walking away from guys who were left laying. Yeah, but they could have stumbled. All right, over here we go. There. Here's the interview. Let's track it. See if it really is better up there. It was a disqualification for outside interference. What do you think it was? Where was the outside interference? Didn't you watch the same match? Did you not see the outsiders come down here and attack these guys on the floor? Did they get in the ring? No, they didn't get in the ring, but they interfered in the match. Any rule book that's in print today for wrestling, if you look it up, outside interference is a disqualification. You know, those men never even got into the ring. As a matter of fact, I don't think they even made it within 30 feet of the ring. That's a good point. They never got in the ring. Which brings me to the one point that I want to get across. What makes a referee great is to be able to see two different things happening at one time. And I've just proved to you in the entire wrestling world that I have that ability. I was in the ring. That's an unfortunate break for the Steiner brothers now. Don't get me wrong. But I had to watch all the action. I don't want to have to get hauled down to the WCW offices again for this. If you have to review it, then review it. I I followed the book to the T. But Nick, a lot of people are pointing fingers at you right now for what's happened here in the last week and a half. Well, I know there's been a lot of unfortunate incidents take place here in the last week and a half. Okay, well, I I, I am totally innocent. WCW all the way, Gene. I'll respect your judgment. I thank you very much. Oh, by the way, I couldn't help but notice those nice Armani suits and everything you've been getting lately. Looks very good stuff. What do you mean? We've got more of the clash. Oh man, Gene really tipping his hand right at the end saying, oh, I've been noticing all those new Armani suits. So great promo from Nick Patrick. I agree. He's a hell of a talker and coming up next, it's our main event and they're hanging from the rafters. The two biggest box office folks in the history of the company at this point, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, they're going to get eight minutes and 23 seconds. Uh, Meltzer, who really likes to pick at everything says, um, Pretty embarrassing that the belt still says giant on it. Uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> exactly. He spray painted the motherfucker, Dave. You think he's going to go run out now and cooperate with WCW to have them put a new nameplate on his belt? Yeah. No, of course not. Yeah. They don't give a shit about your belt, which is why they spray painted it. Isn't that right? Kevin Sullivan. I hear him yeah. chiming in in the back. Yeah. Well, well, we bring up Meltzer's name. He got pissed, man. He got pissed. Look, Meltzer. Well, his work ethic from what I see is, uh, is second, bar none. second to none. Yeah. Second to none. It's, but you know, again, I, I can say truthfully with some of the things he, he says and writes about, fuck you, Dave. Well, don't, and that's don't, just don't, don't be like that. Listen, that's, yeah. that's for Bruce and Eric. Everybody else needs to. Okay. Dave, I'm sorry. I said that's for Bruce and Eric. I like you, man. There you, you go. Know, I, that's better. Yeah. You're all right with me. Like realistically, hypothetically, if Dave Meltzer just showed up at a dynamite show, you wouldn't be a dick to him. You'd hang out with oh, him in catering and you would yuck it up and have a good time. I'd love to talk to him. Well, let's love not get on here and him. say, fuck him because he's sensitive. He's not, but his followers are. And 
We're going to yeah, get a okay. bunch of hate tweets. By the way, how cool does Hulk Hogan look here? This is before the original NWO shirt. So he's got a tank top here that looks like it's been, uh, I don't know, arts and crafted to say NWO on it. Got the lightning bolt tights all the way down. Got the big black boots and he's got the black leather gloves, but this is before he started cutting the fingers out of them and uh, a little spray painted or homemade Hollywood bandana with the belt, not air guitar, not slung over his shoulder, but around his waist. It's quite the look here. I can't even tell the giant's name plates on there. Well, they're going to hold it up in just a minute. Okay. All right. I got it. But the point and maybe is it's like, like saying, Hey, I beat this fucker for the title. Well, yeah. And how about this five days ago? Yeah. Used to be, used to be yours fucker. Now it's mine. Yeah. It's not embarrassing, but anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, I'll, uh, how about this that shirt spray painted on the back? You ain't seen bad. Hey, let me ask in your yeah. lifetime. How many times have you cut off a t-shirt and ripped it off like that? Zero times. Well, people are going to see it this week for the very first time on adfreeshows.com. Tony is going to rip his first t-shirt Hulk Hogan style and roll on his first condom. Ric Flair style. Woo brother. Did Flair wear condoms? Oh, he had to, he's only got four kids. We know of, and you they figure you had to be mighty large condoms. Oh my God. Oh, there you go. There you see giant. Help me well, that's, in, that's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, what, 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 why would you say it had to be a large condom? Because of the size of it, of the condom. Yes. No. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, what are we talking about? We're talking about the baby's arm. Oh, are you saying that Ric Flair has a large penis? Yes. Oh, this is new information to me. I hadn't heard about this. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, you're so, you've been living under a rock. Well, I, I listen, how big is your father-in-law's penis? Uh, don't know. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. So I'm don't act like I'm fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, but my father-in-law wasn't Ric Flair, who everybody in the business had seen his penis. I okay? never saw it. I know you didn't, but word of mouth. I never had anything like that near my mouth. Where it's a it's a it's a it's a saying. Hey, it's a, back when you were in college, you ever work a tag team scenario? No. Hmm. Would you have wanted to open or close? Do you think? Uh, if, if I had had a chance, it wouldn't have mattered. What does that mean? I would have gone either way, open or closed. I was told that your nickname in college was lickety split. Okay. No, I tell you what I would have done though. I would have sold. Oh, really? You would have put it over. Oh, big time. Let me tell you, that's the key to life. We got some young, young married people listening. Um, you don't even have to be married, I guess, but if you put it over mm -hmm. and you're very complimentary, it will happen more. Right. You'll have a rematch. People like to do again. things that they're good at. And if someone exactly. is told they're good at something, they're more likely to do it again and again and again. Cause they think, Oh, I'm really good at this. Yeah. That's why I've always believed. And I know what you're referencing, but I'm talking about in life. Yeah, me too. I, I always believe that you need to, whomever you work with, if sincerely you think they're doing a good job and you like what they're doing, you let them know. Of course you you build them up, you stroke their egos, so to speak, and, and not phony. Don't be phony about it, but let them know. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. When I was, uh, 
when I was in WCW, I had a staff, uh, uh, at one time, I think it got up to like six people. And there were many times I had to do some intervening with, uh, with HR because I had staff members not necessarily like each other. And there's always personal conflict. You know that, right? Always, always personal conflict. And when I, when somebody was doing something wrong, I would go in and tell them what they were doing wrong, but I would also find out something they were doing right to try to make them feel good about what I was saying to them. Like for instance, if you're answering the phones and you're not doing it right, say, you know, I, I do need to tell you that you're doing a great job of answering the phones and, and being uh, nice to people or whatever. So you always tell them something nice to build them up while you're telling them that they, you just try to make them feel good. So anyway, that's a long story, but that's, that's life. And that's the way you should handle people. When, when I, I, I do this now and I do this sincerely, I'll go to people, I'll go to guys. Look at that. She, she getting in his ass, isn't she? Looks like Lois. <laughs> Holy, not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Acting like too. Uh, when we got wrestlers in AW have a good match, I go tell them. And, and Jerry will do that too. I know. But like for instance, uh, Grayson and Uno, they've had some great matches recently. Yes, they have. And I, I went to him the other day. I said, kids, you're, uh, you guys are having some great matches. Keep it up, man. And that's important. That is important to those guys because now when they go out, they'll have confidence. They'll have good matches. So there, there's a little, uh, confidence building HR one Oh one for you. Be positive. All right. Even man. though, it, as you know, on this show, I can be negative. Oh, very negative. Well, that's negative about our country and way things are going and you're just, we're going down. You're one the of the most negative people I know. And I know JR. Wait a minute. You're putting me in that negative class. Oh yeah. 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 You're, you're very no, I'm, I'm a realist. I'm not an, I'm not negative. I'm a realist. Well, first of all, every time you email or text or any sort of address you send to me, it's always something shitty. Like when I told, when, when you got an email about a new ad sale, yeah. You called everyone a dumb motherfucker and me a fat fuck. Mm -hmm. And you literally got an email saying, Hey, we just put more money towards your house remodeling fund. Mm -hmm. And your response says you're all dumb motherfuckers and Conrad's a fat fuck. No, no, no. Let, let me qualify that. Yeah. We, we, uh, as, as you may know, I, I put in all the ads and build the show. I don't let Matt Coon touch this fucking show because he and Dave Silva are just running fuck ups. They're not touching my fucking show. So I don't want to God, I don't want to do a show and, uh, and like uh, 24 hours before the show's done say, Oh, we got another spot. Well, motherfucker, get your shit together. Hang on now. Are you on here trying to say in front of God and everybody that if we have a last minute sale, you won't fucking fit it in. No, I'll fit it in, but I'll fit it in and I'll, I'll browbeat you after fitting it in. Well, you know what? Then fuck it. I'll just do it. And I'll keep all the goddamn money. How's that? No, no, no. I'll, I'll get it because I know it'll get done. I know it'll get done if I do it. Just so you we know, a, we I, had a last minute spot last week and it got done. It got done. I'd already posted everything to Westwood one. All the spots are in. Oh, by the way, another spot. Okay. I'll, I'll get it in. Sorry to inconvenience you. No, you're not inconvenience me. It just, it's just, it just, no, I just like to give people shit. I hate everybody. And Conrad's a fat fuck. That's the direct mm -hmm. email. And yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't even do anything. I, they I, asked me, can we fit in a last minute spot in, which is basically saying, 
Hey, this work you guys have already done. Do y'all want some more money for it? And I said, yes. And you're like, God damn, look at these motherfuckers over here. Don't have their shit together. Keep bringing me money. These stupid motherfuckers with their bringing me money all hours of the day. I don't have time for it. Why? I oughta? I'll never do that again. I'll gleefully put it in with a smile on my face. That's what she said. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I'll motherfuck David green. Well, I'm fine with that. Yeah. See the, here's the deal. I, I look here's, how confusing here's really this is happened. for fans. They're going nuts because Hulk Hogan's talking up, but he's a bad guy. I know. And they're going crazy for it. I know you just, I mean, just, it just goes to show you Hulkamania will never die. Really? It won't even today. Oh, the whole game. Look at that big foot. And they're cheering, but he missed the leg drop. Oh man. Oh, and he's spinning the figure four and look at the fans. Everybody's on their feet. Holy shit. What a moment here. Let's track it. In the center of the ring. He moved for the leg drop. Can Hogan roll over? Can he turn it? Can he reverse it? That's the only thing. He oh, you can tell they're selling it. Now you see flair getting the extra leverage there from the outside woman's helping him out. Meltzer would write, uh, Bobby Heenan made the lame comment of the show saying, did you ever think you'd see people cheering Rick flair and booing Hulk Hogan? No, except just every other time they've been in the ring against each other in the last eight months. The funny part was the crowd was actually cheering Hogan more than flair because the NWO has become the cool thing because of how lame WCW has portrayed its side as being. There were lots of pro Hogan and pro NWO banners and even a Hogan for president sign, but this looked like an old timers match. It was said because Flair was working hard and still couldn't carry Hogan to a decent match. He wrote said, but he meant sad. Mm. Finish saw Hogan use the Superman comeback and get cheered for it, but missed the leg drop and Flair uses the figure four. At that point, Hogan threw the ref down Hall and Nash interfere for the DQ. Steve McMichael, Arn Anderson, Sting and Lex Luger all come out and make the immediate save half a star, but it looked like wow. we were about to see a title change there. So I like the finish. Yeah, I, I like the finish too. It, it was reminiscent of Hogan missing the leg drop on the Warrior, and you thought it'd be a finish, and he got out of it. So, and this is where we start to see the alliance form between Lex Luger and Sting, who are baby faces, and the Four Horsemen, who are bad guys. But they've got to reunite to join forces to take on the NWO. And you see Flair and Sting talking here in the middle of the ring. So the seeds are going to be sown here for oh, a little push and shove action here. For them to team up and put their differences aside to combat the NWO at the next pay-per-view. And I guess they realized, oh shit, we got too much extra time here. Hogan, go back out there and goad them a little bit. It is crazy to think that this feels like we're killing time, but we had so many matches where we had to hurry, 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 hurry. But that's the, that's the challenge of trying to fit eight matches in on a two hour show on live TV, right? Yeah, there were, there were too many matches. I mean, they could have, they could have pulled out Eddie and, and DDP probably wall, wall street and Duggan wall street and Duggan could have pulled that out. But the, the flip side is that you try to give who's the guy in the Hawaiian shirt. that keeps walking back and forth. When That's, I first saw him earlier, I thought it was Kevin green, but it's a security guard. He's been walking with the guys, but it's like, how about put on a goddamn t-shirt that says security. Jesus. Look at all the good looking ladies in this stable, man, Deborah Ooh. woman, Elizabeth. This is like Tony Schiavone's wet dream. What do you think you're saying right here? 
Well, we've come to the end of another show, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and at least I didn't make the lame comment of the show you did. And I don't know about you, but I was really embarrassed that the Giants' name was still on the plaque on that belt. What are we thinking doing something shit like that? And for all the terrible stuff that went on in the show, we had the Giant. Uh, what, what are you? What are you trying? I'm, I'm saying this, Shivani. Shut up. I'm saying this. I, 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 I just I like like. Yeah. Uh, flipping and flopping and flipping the front and snippets. Uh, I, I, that's right. I, that's right. God damn, that's right. Uh, uh, for the uh, tongue-tied Bobby the Brain Heenan, I'm Tony Schiavone. Uh, I uh, want to let you guys know that within the next four years, this company's going to be on its ass, and I'm going to want to kill myself. So for Bobby the Brain Heenan, who by that time is going to want to kill me as well, I'm Tony Schiavone. Lot of dead people on this show. None of them are under the table there, brain. One of them is not me. Thank you for joining the Clash of the Champions. Go fuck yourself. And Tony, when I look at my uh, clock, I realize it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is about that time. Thank you very much for joining us for the Clash of the Champions. And I want to let you know that uh, it doesn't matter what spot, what commercial they want to stick in at the very last minute, I'll stick it in. That's what he said. And for Conrad Thompson, you dumbass. For David Green, you stupid dumbass. For Dave Silva and Matt Coon, you lazy nothing happening asses. I'm Tony Schiavone. See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you Wednesdays on Westwood One and Mondays. We are on not only ad-free shows, but also on Patron. WHWMonday.com. Actually, that's not right. Patreon.com forward slash WHWMonday. I botched. I hope that means that uh, we get a dud rating in the observer. There's no better time to say I love you, and the most hated jeweler in America is at it again. You've heard us say I hate Stevensinger.com, and you've heard us rave about his famous roses. But Steven Singer has been selling diamonds and bridal jewelry for four decades. Whether you have someone or something to celebrate, Steven is there for you. Ready to take the next step? Steven has a ready for love engagement ring collection that is no hassle, no risk, expertly picked engagement rings that are ready to go. Don't worry, Steven won't let you mess this up. He's been selling online for over two decades, but he's recently kicked everything up a notch to better service friends and guests online. He has real expert jewelers on call to help you find the perfect ring or gift through new virtual video appointments, calls, texts, chats, or emails, all with extended hours. On top of that, he offers the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee and free shipping. Interest-free financing is available online, too, and that's just the beginning. Gifts that say I love you every single day, backed with decades of experience in the comfort of your own home, it's easy. Just go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Fast, free, and safe shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, that's IHateStevenSinger.com.